Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hot Show. Live from New York. It's the show that is looking forward to Brew, possibly, changing his Super Bowl pick in nine minutes. It's first things first. Today, <laughs> Drew Locke delivered the third straight loss for Philadelphia. Is it panic time in the city of brotherly love? Meanwhile, why George Kittle says Christian McCaffrey is actually the MVP after Brock Purdy says Christian McCaffrey is the MVP. I'll be honest with you. He followed his lead. No. <laughs> That's Peter a good take. And finally, it's the iciest segment in all of sports. Will Patrick oh. Mahomes finally return to the top of Mahomes' mountain alongside Chris Broussard and hey. Kevin Wilds? Any surprises on Mahomes' hey, mountain? A lot of surprises, starting at the bottom, where someone who I thought would never be allowed to climb has made the mountain. Wow. Spoiler alert. I know. That's a good. No height. Bryce Young got it. Bryce Young! Oh my. Welcome to the mountain! Wow. Yeah, you know what? We want to be nice. We start with another Eagles loss. Jalen Hurts throws two interceptions in the fourth quarter as Philadelphia loses their third straight game. Jalen's numbers in the fourth, bro. Uh, Two completions for 25 yards. Uh, Here he is after the game. Two and six, too. I've been talking about execution all year. Um, been on the same page. Everyone been on the same page, and we didn't execute. Um, I don't think we were we're all were uh, committed enough. You know, you know, just just got to turn it around. You know, um, you know, it's a challenge that we have to embrace. And just continue to see it through. Not committed enough. Before we start, the actual question I'm going to ask you is, how concerning was this loss for Philadelphia? But we also want to tell the audience that we have a countdown clock to Bruce changing of his Super Bowl pick, <laughs> yeah. potentially. There. We're at seven minutes. We can start the clock now. We're going to talk about the game last night. And then in six minutes and 56 we'll seconds, clock. we will, <laughs> well, we will, but, but we will tune in. We'll stay deal here. with that then. Yeah. Right now, how concerning was the loss, Bruce? I'm not going to sugarcoat this because they were my Super Bowl pick. Were? Are, are oh. My Super Bowl. <laughs> oh, wow. The word I'm searching for is... Very? Oh, okay. Very, very concerned. Very concerned. Because I did think after two brutal losses to Dallas and San Francisco that they would come out and make a statement. And they kind of did, but not the type of statement I was expecting. Um, the defense, I was looking forward to seeing what Matt Patricia did with the play calls. 
And you might say, well, until the end, they held them to 13 points. Mm-hmm. But then you realize it was Drew Locke who was 0-4 in his previous Kent four City's starts. Own. Right, Shout back up. Yeah, whatever. Backup quarterback. All right. And so the defense I can't give props to, even though they only gave up 20 points. The offense – I got to look at the main guy, Jalen Hurts. You you mentioned the fourth quarter. He had the two interceptions. Um, But his last three games, one passing touchdown, two picks. Mm -hmm. Now, three rush touchdowns, but, again, the tush-push type touchdowns. Less than 60% completions, about 212 yards a game, um, 72 passer rating. So, he has not looked good. And you saw the clip. And he wasn't calling out the teammates. He was calling out the whole team. And if you watch the whole clip, he took a lot of it on himself. So he wasn't passing the buck. He was including himself in the we have got to be more committed. So it's concerning. It's very concerning. I I would argue you said very. The word I wrote down is wildly. They needed the game. The one seed is now gone. It's gone. And all of a sudden, realistically, I mean, not mathematically, but realistically gone. And all of a sudden, the division is in question. Now, they're still in decent position for it. We'll talk more about it later. But it it is in question. And that is obviously a massive difference between being the two or the three seed and all of a sudden having to go on the road in round one. Nobody nobody wants to go to Baker's home. Everybody knows that. And the situation (laughs) is they could have done in this game what they had done so many times the first two and a half months of the year. Play poorly, win. Play a mediocre game, win. You had Drew Locke. Backed up on his own eight-yard line with two minutes left. Close it out. And they couldn't. And Eagles, the team and the fans, are running out of coaching scapegoats. All offseason, after they lost the Super Bowl, I heard Eagles fans be like, Ah, Jonathan Gannon. Good luck with him, Arizona. Nobody shared that awkward, hard knocks clip of Gannon talking about who's riding the bus, who's not, more than Eagles fans, (laughs) who were like, that guy ruined our chances. And then they got a new DC, all excited about Sean Desai. He lasted three months. Then it's Matt Patricia. And then you go on Eagles Twitter last night. Matt Patricia's a fool because he left James Bradbury in single coverage on a rookie receiver. Guys, guess what? It's not the coaching. It's the personnel. You're at your, and Howie Roseman's a great GM, but your draft strategy of just trying to assemble the Georgia Bulldogs defensively seems to potentially have some holes in it. Your front four is great, but if they're not getting home, right. anybody eats on you, up to and including whether it was Sam Howell, whether it was Drew Locke, who after the game truly couldn't believe he was having this moment. Nice Had a really great uh, post-game pre- er, interview on the field mm-hmm. talking about how special it was. And, and then I, you, Eagles, they, they're grasping. Sign Kevin Byard. That'll change things. Shine, sign Shaq Leonard, who the whole league could have had. That'll change things. No, it won't. So defensively, you're, in my opinion, a broken team if you're not getting to the quarterback. And then offensively, there's another question to be asked. Did you let the smartest brain walk out of the building? Steichen. Was Shane Steichen, who seems to be doing a hell of a job with Gardner Minshew for the 8-6 yep. and six Indianapolis Colts, how big of a problem is that? And then... The creeping bigger question, which is not one I'm making a statement on, but I am admitting Wilds. He was sick. What? Hold on. 
It's not. It's no excuses the, though. The, no, and hey, by look, the way, I've jumped on Trevor yeah. playing with and, all types of ailments. And when Mahomes lost to and the I Broncos, jump, we he had, the, jump he on had the flu. And yep. it's and it's You're not, out there. It's not one game. You're accountable. It, it, exactly right. I mean, you, Brew and I are consistent on that, and I agree with you. He, I just think I shouldn't be out there if they're sick or hurt, no, man. Yeah. That's what Play paid time it, off is for. Show that. T- but that's not that's not even what I'm talking about. I am talking about the. The voice in the back of Eagles fans' heads that is the concern of, are we going to, in 2028, look back on Jalen and say, oh, 2022 was a bit of an outlier? Or was 2022 no a launching pad? What? I'm just telling you, it, for a guy who was a second-round pick, as a rookie didn't play much, his second year as a full-time starter was fine, and this year is fine, and then you have this high apex. Now, I'm not saying that is what it is, but those are all real conversations that now Eagles fans are having amongst themselves. One minute and 23 seconds to your pick, potentially. Uh, Good teams, point differential. San Francisco, plus 191. Miami, plus 147. Baltimore, 159. Dallas, 167. Eagles, plus 18, bro. They've been playing with fire for a long time. Sam Howell was close to getting a win, and now these are finally starting to bite them. Sam Howell makes yeah. a lot of appearances. But, uh, well, well, here, here Sam Howell is not necessarily great. Right now, Wilds, is there anything Philly does great? No, touch push. Well, the touch push. Maybe not anymore. Maybe not anymore. One penalty. Except Jason Kelsey said they've been warning me about that for years. It's crazy how attention to detail has really skyrocketed by the NFL officiating group post-Cadarius Tony. But I do – okay, is the tush push the only thing they do great right now? If that's the case, that's a problem. Right? They can run the ball. Brute? You know what? Watching that game last night as it was late, I was like, okay, I'll settle – for a close win. Yeah, like you said, one of those ugly wins. wins. And then it was <laughs> obviously then, the bottom and, fell out and I didn't oh, even get that. And, by the way, they had an opportunity at the end to be able to force Good overtime. Yeah. They had a timeout. I didn't understand Jalen going deep when he didn't need to, and yeah. that's why Brew is about the, we're to We're in the countdown. Now. Okay, yeah, we've reached the seven-minute mark. Yeah. Uh, Brew, yesterday I said we would start the show after an Eagles loss. By questioning your Super Bowl pick, you are a fan of Brock Purdy. We know that. You're a fan of I just call the it San Francisco 49ers. Yeah. Remember two weeks ago, I coined the phrase defense wins championships. Yeah, you did coin that. Going to catch on. Three weeks ago, he picked the Niners to beat the Eagles. Yes. Yeah. Remember that? Because yeah. I, that, because that one ended up 42-19. Right. Yeah. Here's the defensive. I uh, knew it was coming. A tale of the tape. The 49ers there are on your left, bro. Uh Pretty, yeah. pretty good. Remember, defense wins. Yeah. And the Niners also have his MVP. Yes. At playing I quarterback. Do. If I not, do. one of the two MVPs. So, yeah. hey, this is what I wrote. Are you ready to admit you're thinking about changing your pick if you're not ready to go no. the whole way? Okay. Well, first of all, gentlemen, I'm flattered. I'm flattered. Okay. Why? Because clearly... Notice Nick is not being given the option to no. change his no, pick. No, because what, what are they calling Because clearly, yeah, thank you. you guys are so used to me being right. Mm-hmm. I can't on remember my the last Super Bowl thing you picks, got right. On all my picks, I, Golden Brew. State winning the championship. That was one of them. Probably <laughs> something since then, I'm sure. Probably. It's been a while. Um, that you had the sun. The idea of me not being right. Just is unfathomable to you guys it, yeah. and to the show. Mm-hmm. And so you get when it looks like we've got an obvious Super Bowl favorite. Yeah. You're saying, mm-hmm. 
Bruce should well, have usually this you pick. analyze because right, he should have this pick. Yeah. But I got news for you. I am sticking with the Philadelphia Eagles. Shake your heads, Why? Why? raise Why? your eyebrows. Why? Because I believe in Jalen Hurts, and I sat here for four minutes and listened to Nick, who picked the Cowboys, who yeah. switch well, on all, them because they don't look all, any better. They don't look any better than the Eagles. It, it's very simple. Okay? Why I'm not. They don't look any better than the Eagles, except for when they played the Eagles two weeks ago and, and dominated. And except for when the yeah, Eagles sure. beat them, and the Cowboys yeah. can't beat anybody on the road. Sure. All right, 49ers so, beat both of them. Yeah, yeah, Easily. yeah. They did, yeah. Well, but. I listen to Nick talk about how bad the Eagles are and how this coach is gone and how the fans now are questioning Jalen Hurts and, and all this, these things that are figments of his imagination. Sure. Because really, they're questioning Jalen Hurts? In Philadelphia? I said that Eagles fans right now are worried that last year was the aberration. And absolutely that is happening. Why? Absolutely. Because that's because anytime. Has Josh Allen been up and down? Of course. Just about anybody except Patrick Mahomes and Joe Burrow has been up and down. Right, but the, the worry for the Eagles is, is that Jalen just has the one up. He's the young. One up. I, I he understand. That's why lead. it's just. I didn't. I didn't say they're believing it. I said they. It is a concern. But why are? What can so I? So you're feeling the, good about yourself the, for some reason with your Cowboys? No, this I'm is, sticking with the yeah. Eagles because I believe in Hurts. Okay. I believe Jason Kelsey came back for a reason. Jason Kelsey. And that, yes, okay. that is just. Those are the leaders of their team. Well, that was your take. You believe? and I believe they need to take these next few games okay. and start experimenting defense. Don't not nah, don't 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 come at me like I'm acting. crazy. Crazy? Because no. I believe in a 10 no, and 4 football team. Hold on, no, let Sorry. me finish this. It is not unusual outside of last year with the Chiefs when they won the Super Bowl. The Rams in 2021 lost three straight games. Yeah. All right. Uh, Tampa Bay the year before was 7 and 5. The Chiefs the year before that, 6 and 4. Yeah. And New England lost two straight and three of five yeah. in a stretch. Correct. My point is you can have a bad stretch in the yeah. regular season and win of course. the Super Nobody Bowl. Nobody disagrees with as that. As Nick knows, I've said, it's the, not college. Of course. All right, but here's the thing. Here's why. So there, Because I knew you were going to bring up the Cowboys, and I will address the, the difference between my stance on the Cowboys and your stance on the Eagles. But it starts with this. You've wanted to be no, on. No, I haven't. Okay, in my opinion. Because I, 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 I do, please do not use that I picked the Niners to beat them. Am right. I supposed to pick the Eagles no. to win every single no, no, game? No, 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 no. But I think you could have spun this in. I don't want to spin it. You were early on sniffing out that the Eagles were a touch fraudulent. But I knew that you would that you would say what's the difference between the ten and four Eagles and the ten and four Cowboys, yeah. and the difference is. Our beliefs regarding the eleven and three Niners. This is Correct. the distinction. We uh, we there are two reasons that I feel confident still in the Cowboys. The first one is, and let me explain okay. it. Injuries happen to every team. We all know you can't predict them, but we know that they can happen. I do not believe the Niners can sustain injuries. I don't think they can. The, the three games we've seen them play not at full strength, they lost to mediocre to poor teams. So that's the first reason. The other playoff reason, teams. the oh. biggest reason, is because – you're right. Playoff Cleveland team. playoff team, Minnesota, Minnesota and Cincinnati. Cincinnati. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> right now, they're playoff That's fine, team. but you follow – we saw them yeah, yeah. and they, they lost to playoff teams. It's the type of teams you have to play in the playoffs. The other reason, the biggest reason is this. I believe the Niners quarterback 
will not be able to come through in the postseason, certainly if they face a deficit. You believe the Niners have the league MVP at quarterback. So that's so why. I got to pick up in the Super Bowl? No, but I, I can sit here and say, uh, despite the fact that all these things on paper favor the Niners over the Cowboys, my fundamental belief in two flaws of the Niners, it would center around their quarterback's inability to play if all the Avengers aren't there, and the quarterback's inability to come from behind will damn them in the postseason. But you have spent two months telling me I got me a whole career of damning evidence the, against your quarterback the, in the postseason. That's, that's great. That's a reason not to believe in Dak. Not, but you have no reason not to believe in the Niners. And so that's that's why we all think that deep down you want the Niners. Y'all can think what y'all want. I made <laughs> Girl, my pick I and know. I'm sticking with it. But this is this is a bad moment for the show. I'll be 100. <laughs> percent Why? The 49ers are not losing. No then one, you pick them. I will. I have the Vikings, but I will also now choose the 49ers. <laughs> so if you want the Eagles, who you can give no factual, empirical evidence on why they're better than the 49ers. They're 10-4. and four. They went to the Super Bowl a year ago. Yep. They have one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Yep. Their defensive front has had a history of getting to the quarterback and still getting there, just not finishing with sacks. Yep. Yeah. No. They got a run game. They got two of the best receivers, maybe the best two receivers in the league as far as a group. I know, but you sound I mean, what like the, aggressively what? trying to sell me a car, and I'm just like, no. This is going to be good no, And by the way, it's going to be real wild. good He's not trying to sell you a car because he works at a car dealership. He's trying to sell you his car because yeah. he doesn't want it I, I at least get Let your me, stuff. You, yeah, you're, my, you don't believe in my, the Niners because if a bunch of pretend stuff happens, no, there why, is why a even that, that, I, Your team is the I fifth seed and will be and not going to be able to win on the road. Right. Thank God I didn't and pick but, them to win the Super we Bowl. We believe in it. The problem, the, the other the problem Bowl. for you is you need Philly to not only somehow overcome all of this, but then win the Super Bowl when we have seen them now for three and a half months and their own team right now is sounding the alarm. Apparently, yeah. I'm the only one that that did you hear what I said about all these teams that struggled during the regular season you know, and yet yes. won the Super Bowl? No, 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 we heard it. No, I mean, it. apparently not. We have two diehard Eagles fans on Golly. the staff, and Brew believes in the Eagles more than they do. Correct. Odds to I win the NFC. I my picks. That's not your brand. Your brand <laughs> is cogent, cogent analysis. analysis. The only time I have changed the pick is when there's injury. If Jalen Hurts gets hurt and can't okay. play the rest of the season, well, I'll, I'll change my pick. Remaining <laughs> schedule. The Eagles have two dates with Tommy DeVito and the Cardinals. Meanwhile, the Cowboys are going to Miami on Christmas Eve. Then they have to play the Lions, who are going to be good indoors. And then they play Frisky Sam Howell. They, if they win out, the Eagles still win. Yeah. But if the Eagles lose, the Cowboys have a path. Yeah. So can the Cowboys steal the division from the Absolutely. Eagles? Absolutely. What? How? It's very simple. The Eagles just have to lose once. You think that who was be the Tommy? Anybody? Vito? Oh God! Here. Hey, hold Sam. on. Wait a second. See? Say, hold on. Right. Sam Howell took him to overtime. Zach Wilson beat him. We saw that, right? Drew Locke executed a 92-yard game-winning drive. So the idea that Philly is just going to coast through two divisional games and then against Kyler, I disagree with. Now, I believe that it's weird the way the tiebreakers and stuff work. I believe Dallas is going to go to Miami and win. 
But oddly, that's actually totally irrelevant to it. Mm-hmm. Win or lose in Miami, if Dallas wins their next two, well, this comes down entirely to does Philly go 3-0 and or do they not? If they lose once and Dallas takes care of the Lions at home where they've been a juggernaut and Washington, who they already annihilated, then they win the division. And so I'm right now, you're saying can they? You are 100% confident in this Eagles team right now? Tommy DeVito 3-0, baby? Yeah. Okay. 3-0! and so, Y'all got Miami. Yeah, but they can lose that game. Beat a good team. That's fine. They can on lose the that road. game. On the road. Right. Well, right. That Detroit, you're one in three against winning teams. Yeah. Detroit. Who'd the one come against? Philadelphia. Oh, in, in Dallas. Yes, and the Detroit game's in Dallas, isn't it? You're yeah. one in three against teams with winning so, so, But it's like, hold on. So, so you, you, are, you talked about Philly like, oh, it's not automatic. They win these games. Yeah. But yet it's automatic. Dallas goes and wins in Miami. No, the road. I, I thought I said it. Maybe I didn't. Dallas, I believe Dallas will win in Miami. Dallas, win or lose in Miami, is totally irrelevant to them winning this division. Mm. It is about their conference record and divisional records to they the tiebreakers. They need Philly to lose. They, they need Philly. And if Philly loses, whether Dallas wins or loses to Miami is irrelevant as long as Dallas win, beats Detroit at home and beats Washington. I believe they will. I also believe they beat Miami, but it doesn't matter. The question is, will Philly lose? And I am here to tell you that the last time we saw Philadelphia, this is what we've seen. Massive revenge game against uh, San Francisco, dog walked. A game to clinch the division essentially against Dallas, dog walked. A four-point lead against Drew Locke with two minutes left. They lose and Jalen says the team's not all that committed. The same week, they changed defensive coordinators. If you want me to now sit here and say they are a lock, to win three in a row against anybody, much less divisional opponents, two of them divisional opponents? No, they're not. This is the problem. That's all true. Mm-hmm. But you discard the recent history when it comes to the Cowboys. No, I Last don't. time we saw them, we had a gigantic true. F true. on this set. I agree. And if they had so a road game. So why should we believe because, in them because versus Because if they, if they had a road game against an excellent team that they needed. Dallas? That, yeah, then I would then I would feel differently. I am telling you, they have a road game against a ten and fourteen. That they okay, I, I should have written it out. Win or lose against Miami, Dallas's division odds are essentially identical. If they whether they're they, also one in three against winning teams, all right, and they got a team with a winning record coming right. after Miami. Okay, Detroit, I, right? I, and you think how long are they gonna keep winning at home? One of the reasons I thought Philly would lose to San Francisco is because they were due a loss. D- okay. Dallas is due a loss right, well at home. By that, by that logic, they're due to play great on the road. Like I think they're going to beat Detroit. Not really, because it's been a couple I, years. I think they're going to play great. At, I think they're going to beat Detroit. They're going to beat Washington. We'll see what happens in Miami, but it doesn't matter if Philly loses. I came out of there with the 49ers yeah, going Super Bowl easy. Are the Chiefs being disrespected? Next on FS1, the Fox Sports Channel, Sirius XM. If the Vikings don't make it, I'm going to take the <laughs> Mark Schlereth here to talk about one of my favorite teams. Mahomes took down the team of the century on Sunday, and the Arrowhead Invitational still on the board. Let's take a look at Super Bowl odds. San Francisco, another one of my picks at one. Baltimore (laughs) at two. Kansas City plus 700 at three, followed by Miami. Philly, who Brew temporarily has, and finally Dallas have the Chiefs, who have the third best scoring defense and the 10th best scoring offense, which I was concerned about in the past. Uh, become actually underrated at this point. All right, America, look at this clown. And Wilds gets mad when Brew and I call him a clown, but he does clown things. Like right <laughs> after having 
the second most famous Chiefs fan Sweet in America, time. and the mayor of Kansas City, officially on video on this show, yeah. tell you you've been excommunicated from Chiefs Kingdom. You break into my office, take my Chiefs championship belt that was sent to me by the team, and you put it on the show. Look like it. Doesn't so, look like I got excommunicated. Oh, no, okay. So here's <laughs> the thing. With the show. Don't worry about me. Stink. All right, that's I fine. Like I'll talk to them. Uh, I, like I don't think they are underrated by Vegas. Yeah. I don't think they are underrated by the betters. Now, listen, I think that I would flip-flop Baltimore and Kansas City, but that's parsing. Like the, I think that they are considered right now a consensus top three team, especially given what happened to Philly yesterday. I think that right now most people have San Francisco as a clear number one for the whole league, and then Baltimore and Kansas City right there after them, and then a group of, I think, Dallas, Miami, Philly, Detroit, kind of in a a group right there with Buffalo. Some people have, like, if they get in, they're there. So I don't think they're underrated except for on shows like this because I think, and this was my frustration yesterday, I feel like for a team that it seems like we all agree, eh, Probably right now, third best team in the league. All we do is talk about their flaws. All we do is talk about their issues. And even after a win where they did a lot of the things that people have been demanding of, you, Wilds, were aghast that I was happy with it. After hearing all week on this show and others, oh, that Patriots defense. Hottest defense in the NFL. Well, two of one, the, thirty to nothing the, against the Jets defense. The, but we didn't hold, have a parade. Hold, hold on, but I, right, but I would, I would argue personally that if anybody on any of the shows the week leading up to it was saying the Jets are going to win, they should have then on Monday been like, "Good job, Tua," the, as opposed to you didn't do enough. They have the so, tenth yes, best scoring so, offense. Yes, yeah. So if Martin Scorsese <clears throat> and Leonardo DiCaprio make it the tenth best movie of the year, uh, we'd be like, you know what? And it doesn't heavy get heavy as the head that wears the crown. Except, you know that. I mean, that's the question. So the, is the question, this is what I don't understand, is the question is the Chiefs' offense become underrated or the Chiefs' team? Team is because you're, cause, so They're 8-5. They're, and five. I, I mean, that's uh, not a great I, record. I agree. Do you agree with me, Brew, that they're right now? Like, I think you agree I, with everything I, agree. I said. I don't think they're underrated on our show. And I think because you think they're going to win it, you think they're going to win it. I think they got a great chance. I do think other shows. I've listened to. I was listening to pundits this morning saying they cannot make the Super Bowl with that group of receivers. I'm not going that far. So I do think among pundits and analysts, analysts, they are underrated. I think Vegas. I agree with you. Has it right? I think this is right on the money. The only reason to put them ahead of Baltimore is history. History. That's it. But outside of that, this year, who's played better? San Francisco, Baltimore, Kansas City. So, well, let's, let, I mean, let's talk about that, that group of receivers. If they just catch the ball, they've got the best record in the AFC. Right. The best that, record in football, probably. Well, yeah. I don't know about football. But they're, yeah. they're right there with them. They're yep, right yeah. there with But if they just catch the football. So, you know, the reason that they're undervalued, if you will, if they are undervalued, is because we have such expectations yes. of the Kansas City Chiefs. Yes. I have an expectation of them to play better than they're playing. And I look at 8-5 and five and I say, that's not where you should be. So they have underachieved based upon the drops, the turnovers, the things that they haven't done well. So I, I look at them right now as third in, in, like behind San Francisco, behind Baltimore. That makes yeah. sense to me. But I will yeah. tell you this. If the games get switched in the AFC and they have to go to Kansas City – if Baltimore has to go to Kansas oh, City, that's game time. Yeah, I would take 
I would, take, if I had to pick, I would take Kansas City at and, home. And I think a lot of people will pick the Chiefs yeah. on the road in that spot. By the way, I understand that, again, on this show, we're going to act like the Patriots game didn't count, but it did. So they are 9 and 5, to be fair. Oh. They are the, the and so they, the, and, like, Wild. Usually you usually only get a half game to beat the Patriots. You put out a pithy tweet, I what thought was it was funny, with the contenders' issues. It was really oh, yes, a Niners yes, tweet. Yes. A Niners team that Wilds, after picking to miss the playoffs, now is winning the Super Bowl. It should I be noted. injuries. Um, well, they the, and it was all the contenders' issues, and the Niners was which one of our guys should win MVP. Yeah. But I also looked at it as a Chiefs tweet because oh. Philadelphia's issue was defense. Yeah, as a whole. Doesn't seem fixable. Dallas, Dallas's issue was road games. Yeah. Unless they're the one seed, doesn't seem fixable. Baltimore's issue was injuries that are it sustain, that they have already sustained doesn't seem fixable. The Chiefs' issues was wide receiver drops, the biggest culprit of which, you know what they can do? Not play. So I like that. So they, it, they, they, they can just put Tony. I know that Tony hasn't been the whole thing, yeah, but he's been the most glaring in game one in the last game. But they don't want to seem to bitch him. I don't think they want to, but they. I think they might end up having to. Do you think the issue in the drops is magnified because the offense overall isn't that great? So an example – Offense in the Patriots game played pretty well. You got like a short field on a zappy interception as well. But then in the fourth quarter, when Kadarius Tony drops it, you already had a big enough lead so it didn't kill you. But these games have come down to like, oh, that pass interference. Oh, yeah. the one pick six. When the margins yeah. are so small, yeah. these tiny so, errors get magnified because all of a sudden I, they're costing you the game I, when before they wouldn't. I, I agree. that The distinction that I would draw is the o- people, oddly – have never panicked in the six years Mahomes has been there. This is not the only month-long slump they've had as far as a team record. Offense, the only time they panic mm-hmm. is when the Chiefs lose because they don't score. When the Chiefs would lose, because so when they lost to the Rams 54-51, when they were losing games because they could never get a stop, nobody panicked. And the, the reason, same wasn't I, as expected of them either. The, they, they weren't a two-time. Okay, no, you know no, no, what no, I mean? no, of like, course. But I, I, I agree with you, Brew, yeah. that the expectations have risen. But would you agree with me that right now, if they had the same record with the number three offense and the number 10 defense, and their losses were close one-score losses because the other team made a great offensive play, defense couldn't get a stop, people wouldn't be treating it the same. It's because they're not used to the Chiefs right. being able to lean they on the defense. They look so different. And I, think, I think the other thing is, is the Super Bowl that they played in where offensively they didn't produce, they got beat by Tampa. And that's uh, another, mm. thing, to, that's another that's right. thing that you look back on and go, well, when this offense doesn't produce – sure. They they struggle and like again it has to do with turnovers it has to do with drops it has to do with lack of offensive production in critical moments and you bring up a great point when your margins have shrunk because you've lost players man you you've got to play clean football okay uh, let's head out to San Francisco Christian McCaffrey obviously Roland Brock Purdy also having a great year George Kittle says bit. he knows who he would cast his MVP vote for take a listen. I'd vote for Christian. Your defense has to completely change to cover guys like Tyreek and mm. Christian McCaffrey. Your, everything has to change. Your game plan can't be the same game plan because you have to account for guys who every time they touch the ball could be a 70-yard touchdown. The amount of times that Christian or Tyreek has just carried the team and put them on his back and scored touchdowns and won games. And, like, it's a team sport, don't get me wrong, but, like, every time Christian touched the ball, our whole office is like, all right, well, he's going to get 10 to 20 to 50 yards. And it's just when you have a guy that inspires your teammates like that to play at a high level, how is that not the most valuable player? Okay. Um, we also have a full screen here. 1,800 total yards and 20 touchdowns through week 15 since I've been alive. 
Uh, two guys won the MVP, and there was McCaffrey right there. Yeah. So, Nick, this seems to be, I mean, just seems relevant. Yeah. Seems relevant. That? Uh, no, the, oh, what is his Kittle saying, and I listen, the numbers are, I, the 20 TDs, here's the thing. Yeah, Mostert also has 20. Yeah. But then after that, it's 14 from Jalen. And then 12 for the next group. So there, there is one other guy, another running back, by the way, in a Mike, in a Shanahan style offense, Mike McDaniel and his proteges, who right. has 20 TDs. And I just, I, I, to me, it's very, they're, it's very simple. I don't think he's the most valuable Niner. I think that if so, I don't know how he can be the league's most valuable player. I think that if Niner fans were told going into a playoff game. It's we are either going to be without Brock and have Darnold, Sam Darnold, step in, or without Christian McCaffrey, they would say we'll roll with Darnold. I think Shanahan would do the same. This right. hypothetical. So this is all a dirty pool. Bro. Dirty pool. Kittle, we played almost his whole quote except when he said like stink yesterday. If you want a best QB award, make a best quarterback award. Let's keep the MVP for the most valuable. Player. Yeah. So part of his Kittle's philosophy is like you said yesterday, yeah. think it shouldn't be a quarterback. No, it should No, I, that's, that's but that's said. the quote he no, said. But he was you saying didn't it see it because they didn't it. show it. He was no, I watched the whole thing, bro. He was saying it shouldn't only be quarterbacks, not quarterbacks. Hey, nah, saying he, quarterback he, should be ineligible. He, he was, was saying, saying close because be. the people he focused on were McCaffrey and Kittle. And uh Tyreek. But anyway, here's the thing. Mm-hmm. McCaffrey is great. He's phenomenal. He's not doing anything historic, which is what you usually have to do to win it as a non-QB. Brock Purdy is doing something that's phenomenal now and historic. I'm going to get these graphics up because yesterday I got cut off. Here's what he's doing this year. He's leading the league in essentially everything. And two of those marks, passer rating yards for a tip, top five single season all time. Yep. All right. Now, secondly, let's see this one, Dusty. These quarterbacks, historically, only seven have had ten wins or more, nine or more yards per attempt, three touchdown to interception ratio of three or better. They all won MVPs. Good graphic. Brock Purdy's got to do that. And then we got something else. Best passer rating on deep passes. Because all I hear is he's dink and dunk, right? Deep passes, 20 yards or more. He's got the best passer rating ever. Ever, <laughs> ever <laughs> since 2006, so since they've been recording. Matt Ryan, who won MVP yes, number two? Under Kyle Shanahan. Fine. That's, I'm just. Do I'm, we punish uh, Patrick Mahomes because Andy Reid no. and Tyreek Hill and, and uh, Travis Kelsey? The, the, no, but I. Did guess, we punish Montana and Young because I, of Jerry Rice and Roger Craig and John is, Taylor? This is and all those stink guys? Where I, I look Terrell at the MVPs Owens? the last 20 years. Uh huh. And they are all, those are compelling, but they are all like legendary players who, except for maybe Sean Alexander, who was at a legendary run, except for one. There's Matt Ryan, who's really good. And what did Matt Ryan win? Because the numbers were, yeah, because the numbers were undeniable and he had to do it. And the common thread is, of course, Kyle. And I said this before and I'll say it to you. I feel like Kyle has done for quarterbacks what his dad did for running backs, which is it builds such a great system that where if you are good, you can look like an MVP. And to me, he's not the MVP. Well, I will tell you this about Purdy. Purdy's playing at an incredibly high level. And does he have a lot of weapons? Yes. Does he have a great system? Yes. All those things are true. 
Um, you can't become a superstar until you're a superstar, yep. right? Jokic has more for you. Yeah. Um, so, so the bottom line is he's playing his way in to superstardom. Still, with Christian McCaffrey, you're talking about a guy that can run up between the tackles and affect you in the running game. He can get outside the numbers and affect you on the perimeter of the defense. He can catch the ball out of the backfield in all the running back routes. And he could line up. If you remember in Stanford, there were some that were saying, hey, this guy could be the best, one of the top receivers yep. in this potential draft. So he can get outside the numbers and he can run all the receiver routes as well. He is a such a dynamic threat. And anytime he's in the game, that's where you lean to. You say, how are we going to stop number 23? That's, that's what and you do. And he that's, got screwed out MVP of a Heisman because we had to give that to a quarterback, too. <laughs> when he should have won a damn Heisman trophy at Stanford. Aaron Rodgers coming up next. Right? First. Maybe it was Henry. Did they give it to Henry? Uh, you're not going to believe this. It doesn't look like Aaron Rodgers is going to play. <laughs> it turns out shocking. Towards Achilles. <laughs> It's been just a terrible injury since Homer's Iliad. Uh, but what about the new technology, the laser beams, you know? No, just kind of sew it together like an old shirt, and then you just wait. That's all there is that's to that's it. That's It was unrealistic to think that I'd be 100%, he told Pat McAfee, to be medically cleared at any point during the regular season. I do feel like in the next three or four weeks. Oh, no. Yeah, the season that. ends oh, in three weeks. Oh, and we got the 17th game and everything. He's so close. Who would have thought? You know, if it was uh, if I was 100% today, I'd definitely be pushing to play, dude. Trust me. Uh, your reaction to this? Long, I, I'm going to put my journalist hat on. It's not a farce. <clears throat> reaction to this news? Feels like my my reaction to this news is if the Jets didn't go to the doctors of the Jets and say, if you medically clear this dude to play, you're all fired. As a matter of fact, if the Jets cleared him medically to play. Everybody within the Jets organization should be fired, including the owners, and they should put them up for sale. But that would be the dumbest thing in the history of football. And So why do you think Aaron pushed so hard that it was possible? Well, I think, I mean, ultimately, if you know, they have this great defense, if they could have somehow weathered the storm, he may have been able to make it back for the playoffs and have been one of the most remarkable stories in the history of football, you know, and then next year he, he's the comeback player right. of the year in the whole nine yards. He's already won a bunch of MVPs, but I think it's just one of the ways, I mean, his competitive nature coming out, that, that was one thing that he could drive during the course of this season because he wasn't allowed to play. So, I mean, I think it, it probably drove him. But this is the right decision. From what he said today, it just, and this isn't a surprise, but it just sounds like this whole thing was a farce. Yeah. All right. I mean, he's saying it wasn't even realistic for me to be back, you know, but I've been playing this thing for the last few months that it was. Now, I do agree with you, Stink. I think there was good and bad to the farce. One good is that you show the other players how hard you're working, and I think that could motivate them. You also give them the thought that, okay, if we can just get to the playoffs, he may be back so we have something to play for. The bad is that I think it kept the Jets from doing something intelligent with their quarterback position, like going out and getting Joe Flacco or or Carson Wentz or maybe somebody who could have gotten them in the playoffs anyway because they were waiting thinking – Maybe Rodgers will be back. You're using logic. And you said something, <laughs> you know, the Jets and the intelligent thing, to like you mix those two things up. And that's right. it. Like, I you, hear you. You, cannot, I hear you can't you. put those two terms in the same sentence when we're talking about the Jets. Yeah, I mean, I listen, I, I tried to, you know, kind of 
you know, do a wink and a nod at the audience for a few weeks about my take Mm. on this. And then a few weeks ago, I just was totally honest that I don't think he ever thought he was going to play. I think this was all uh, his attempt to be able to put the middle fingers up to modern medical science and that he was banking on that they wouldn't make the playoffs. Which, by the way, betting on the Jets missing the playoffs, one of the smartest bets in sports (laughs) over my lifetime. So I understand that. Uh... I the even today him saying ah just three weeks right. you know if only it was longer it is to me it is beyond irritating it is it, and it's beyond misleading it's it's disingenuous it's a lot of the things that he criticizes other people or media for being and I would also add this this is now the second significant medical discovery, if you will, Aaron Rodgers claims to have made. The first one was he discovered or he was privy to a way to vaccinate yourself against COVID that doesn't have any of the downstream effects that he believes the regular vaccine has. Best I can tell, he's yet to publish that for the rest of the world to be able to also take advantage of. Also, he is, you know, had record-breaking Achilles recovery, which aside from him saying he listens to dolphins mating, I'm not sure if he has fully published that. I would simply say, if I'm wrong about any of this, Aaron, you owe it to the world to share your knowledge. Yeah. You owe it to, to poor Kirk Cousins. So he's going to be winning a walking boot <laughs> on Christmas Day. He could have been playing catch with his kids. Yeah. So I just... If all these things are out there, you, you got an hour and a half with McAfee each week. To tell the world about it. That's what I would but in say. In four weeks, maybe we see a video. Maybe, out there. yeah. I heard he made a leaping one-handed interception in practice, and yet I don't understand. We haven't it. seen it. Yeah. They, they don't film. They don't film practice. <laughs> Coming up in nine short minutes, it's the iciest segment in all of sports. It's Mahomes Mountain. But right now we're back with Mark Schlereth, uh, Sean Payton chewed out Russ while the Broncos were being chewed on and spat out by Dan Campbell's Lions. <coughs> Here's Sean Payton on that conversation. Do you still feel he has faith in you? Do you still think he trusts you like he should? Yeah, I mean, of course. I, I think the biggest thing is, you know, we're trying to score a touchdown there. I think we all want to score there. I think that's our focus, you know, and that's, that's uh, you know, you want, a, you want a coach that's, you know, passionate. We want players that are too. I was upset about the call. That's all. Simple. That's it. Listen, what I talk with Russell about is none of your business. (laughs) (laughs) I I like that. Uh, (laughs) All right, Schlereth, you're obviously a long-time Bronco. You're still based in Denver. You said you're going to have me over your house. Never have. Uh, (laughs) Chances this might be Russ's last season in Denver. Oh, I think the chances are good. And I think there's frustration with what Sean is able to do and what he would like to be able to do. Mm. And I hear people talk about this all the time. Well, they don't design enough plays, and they're not getting people wide open. And I would just tell you that Russ is missing a ton of things on a, on a pretty consistent basis, and that's one of the reasons that this offense has not produced the way Sean would like it to produce. And that's one of the reasons to me, if you look at the tape, I mean, there are plenty of times in every game where there are wide-open receivers. This is a design, little design rollout. All right, that's a missed throw where somebody beats and stacks a defensive back. That's Marvin Mims, double move. You're beaten by six yards. Throw a touchdown. You underthrow the ball. Now it should have been P.I., but that's a touchdown. 100% of the time, that should be a touchdown. And then this one on a fourth down and one. You're sitting here looking, 
Fourth down and one, you've got it covered, 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 covered. You decide to take off and run. You predetermined where you wanted to go because you had a double crossing route that you're looking right at, watch, in the eyes right here. You're looking at Cortland Sutton in the mesh point between he and Jerry Judy on fourth down and one. The Houston Texans, they lost this game by, I think, four points. Oh. Um, like, this is a consistent problem. He was worse than Tony. But this is a consistent issue, and you, I can find six or seven anticipatory throws a game that they just don't make. Yeah. Here's and what I, I would the frustration you. of that, you'll look at and go, we're paying a guy $50 million. I can get a dude from, you know, I can get a dude from Smoky Hill High School to miss those throws. Hmm. Well, I, was gonna say, I get that because we've talked about, like, his stats look good. I mean, lately they've, you know, yeah. he's had some more interceptions. But he clearly hasn't been as good as the stats say. But where are you going? If I have to pay him $50 million essentially next year anyway hmm. as far as cap hit, who am I getting to replace? That's why I think he'll be back. Because they're not getting Caleb Williams. I mean, they could draft a guy later in the first round that sure. becomes his successor. But next year, where are they going right. knowing they if have you, to pay him that much? If you take him next year, that automatically goes to the following year as well. That's so you've the got problem. two years of so salary. You keep him t- yeah. So that, that's, that's the question. Now it just depends on, hey, listen, we're going to go. We like a, we, there's a quarterback we like. We're going to move around in the draft. We're going to pick somebody that we like. And then we're going to just see if we can manage that guy or develop that guy. But right now, I mean, you're throwing swing passes. You're throwing screens. You're throwing play pass where you've got seven-man protections and you're chucking it down the field to one dude. I mean, it's, it's, a, pretty, it's a pretty simple it, guys, offense. And it's very simple. If Sean Payton and the Broncos front office are going to ask themselves this question. Do they want, in 2025, 37-year-old Russell Wilson to be their quarterback for a $55 million cap hit? If the answer to that is no, and the answer is obviously no, then they have to move on right now. Because that 2025 money vests this offseason. So everyone's focused on the cap hit to move off him is $85 million. What nobody seems to process, I shouldn't say nobody, but what is not explained well enough is next offseason, that dead cap hit, Goes up to $86 because new guarantees vest. So if you are going to eventually move off him, it is actually less painful now and you get to jumpstart the thing. And also, this was great analysis, and I understand Bruce's point, which is what are you going to do? Like just going to be out in the quarterback right. wilderness for a year, but also Wilds, classic too. Classic two. Classic, classic, classic two, category right. two. Eventually right Looks about like Russell you're wrong Wilson. eventually. Yeah, Brew was trying well, to get we'll me see. to apologize to him. We'll see. This is going to be a classic up next. two. We'll see. Small Miss Mallon. We're climbing. <laughs> Mac Jones <laughs> Live from New York, it's a show that is excited for John Morant's first game back. It's the second hour of First Things First. Bruce Still to come. Bruce is there a chance that Brew changes his Super Bowl pick? Why he should and won't. <laughs> and LeBron and the Lakers lose again in a post-Vegas hangover. Last banner. I'm, that's not a good. I, topic. I didn't approve of that one. That's not a good topic. Right, but right now it's Tuesday at four o'clock, which means it's time for the iciest segment in all of sports. It's been a slippery week in Buffalo. Two superstar quarterbacks combined for 228 yards in Green Bay. Big show. A perfect game. And in Foxborough. A great quarterback just warmed up Bailey Zappi. Alas, we turn our eyes to the great and unforgiving ranking system that is known across the world as Mahomes Mountain. All right, first, thank you, as always, for the great introduction, Kevin Wilds. And you guys know the rules. If you are ruled out for the season, you are off the mountain. So we will show you who is off the mountain right now. Hey, listen, 
Justin Herbert, you deserve better, but we apologize. Also off the mountain, Zach Wilson. We did a whole segment last week, could Zach Wilson's career be salvaged? Was, and I laughed chaotically while <laughs> Brew and Greg treated it seriously. Desmond Ritter might not be back on the mountain, nor will Bailey Zappi anytime soon. Level seven, bottom row of the mountain. Gino didn't play, he stays where he is. Fields got kind of screwed by some drops, he stays where he is. Shout out to Aiden O'Connell. Derek Carr, Drew Locke, and big shout out to Bryce Young, who last week I said you'd never climb the mountain. I'll be honest, didn't really have a mountain climbing worthy performance, but it's the holiday season. You got to win. Bar. Good for you. Yeah. Meanwhile, Tommy Cutlets, you're dropping and you might be dropping like a stone. I'm not sure, my friend, but it might be approaching midnight, my friend. Level six. I know what you're thinking. Why did Drake May move up? He hasn't played. Because NFL GMs are watching the other teams in the quarterback situation. They're like, ah, anybody. There's a lot of guys who we might want. Gardner Minshew moves up with another excellent performance. And Russell Wilson slips down the mountain, which is fitting as he gets ready to slip out of the Rocky Mountain State. Level five. Listen, these are some of our show favorites. But CJ missed a game. You can sometimes slide down the mountain due to not playing. Also, the fact that the Texans somehow won without him, it dings him a bit. The Prince, the fumbling. Buddy, I'm here for you. Nobody supports you more, but the fumbling's not great. Jalen Hurts, if they make the Prince do the Jalen Hurts fumble drills, I'll never get over it. Can't do it. Jordan Love could have moved up, but it was very hard to move up higher. Jared Goff, five touchdown performance for, by Jared Goff. He was excellent. He moves up now to the top ten. Level four, Tua. No Tyreek, no problem. Got to say, I didn't see that coming. Good for Tua. He played excellent. Baker played literally a perfect game. And Josh Allen nominated for an Oscar after that performance okay, this weekend. Great job by Josh. Wow. And he didn't turn the ball over for the first time in a few months. Wilds, there's a whole mixtape about his flops. Give me a break. <laughs> Brock Purdy stays where he is. Level three, static. Jake Browning, I, I, listen. Uh Wilds, are you ready for the conversation? I'm, I'm, it's coming up. Wilds wants to have the Joe Burrow uh, system quarterback conversation. Why? He wants to have it. Caleb Williams, we, we know exactly who he is, and we know that he's going to be a Chicago Bear next year. Matt Stafford, the last month, 12 touchdowns, one pick, a 112 rating. He has been outstanding, and the Rams are going to make the playoffs. Level two. Lamar stays where he is. Dak must drop sadly. Listen, Dak had played almost perfect football for two months. He had a bad game, so he has to drop. He doesn't have to plummet, but he can't be atop the mountain where he was. And now to level one. Back atop the mountain where he deserves to be and now officially underrated. Oh, let me show you Patrick Mahomes' numbers this year. He leads the league in yards. He's probably going to finish the year leading the league in passing yards and touchdowns. I would predict that, but we'll see. Right now, he's first in total yards, fifth in pass touchdowns, sixth in completion percentage, and despite the fact that if you listen to all sports media, he has a bunch of guys with feet for hands as his wide receiving group. Seems pretty good. There is Mark Schlereth, Mahomes Mountain, post week 15. Yeah, well, I mean, I there's a there's a couple things about this mountain. Not what one, Jared Goff is playing way better than wherever you have him on the fourth <laughs> tier. On the fourth <laughs> tier, the fifth tier actually, yeah, fifth, fifth tier. Yeah, he's guys. playing way, but 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 clearly, mm -hmm. it, it's it's pretty it's pretty clear to me that oh, that you have please. yeah that's a bad play that you have. I liked it. Yeah, thank you, thank you. You would like that. <laughs> it's but here's the deal. I saw you just put up a graphic with Mahomes, mm -hmm. and he was rated sixth 
mm-hmm. in two yeah. or three things. Yeah. I saw Brew, your esteemed colleague, mm-hmm. earlier Thank in the pro- program, put Purdy in there, and he was one or two in every category. Yeah. Every single ca- So how can you have Purdy down here on level four? He should be elevated above Mahomes. Okay. Wow. Purdy should be elevated yeah, above that's, Mahomes. That's, that's okay. He's going to be the Okay, MVP. well, let me, let me respond to all of yeah. that. Because I was showing Mahomes' numbers because I think while we have talked about Mahomes and the Chiefs' offense as if it is in total disarray, I thought those numbers would surprise some True. people. I just want to ask you this very question. Okay, please. Uh, let's just flip-flop them. They're okay. teams. Okay. How do you, you think with the Niners, they're 11-3. and three. They're not only undefeated, they're probably the greatest team in NFL history, right? That exact team with Patrick Mahomes playing quarterback? Uh, I mean, I cannot, I cannot. Uh, Confirm or, or deny. deny. <laughs> and then I'm just curious, this Kansas City Chiefs team with that receiving core that everyone's killing, with Brock Purdy as their quarterback, are they are they still 9-5, and five, still in good position to maybe even get the one seed? Or are they in the Kale Williams again, six? Again, again, these okay. are hypothetical. Yeah. <laughs> when like, did, don't fall on, Why? Right. when did it become a thing on this show that we're not supposed to do hypotheticals? I I thought that was the entire premise of the business. Not is I okay, <laughs> Brew? Go ahead. All right, Dak, Nick, you, Brew, you, Dak oh, has to drop nice. way further. Yes, I mean, come on, Dak can't do much on the road, and we're gonna show you right here. He's got a big problem on the road. Yeah, he's great at home. I hope you're But just like broken. his team on the I road here, look at the numbers: <laughs> three and four. 63%, 216 yards a game. Wow. Uh, <laughs> yards per TD to interception, 8 to 5. Passer rating is horrible. You know who he is on the road? And this is going to burn Desmond him. Ritter. Here we go right here. He's more than Desmond Ritter. Desmond Ritter he is, yes, who's off of the mountain. No. Sam Howe, Sam where is what? Sam Howe? Is he off the mountain He's too? off unfairly. He's no. off to two guys that are off the mountain. Okay. One of them banned on. forever, Desmond Wait. Ritter. And that's who Dak is on the road. That's half their okay. games, Nick. Okay, hold on. How can he be okay. I'll explain, number? I'll explain right. First of all, the Sam, showing any Sam Howell graphic that does not include his turnovers and self-sacks is misleading. Sam Howell's problem is not that he can't throw the ball. It's that he has a that's negative play included. rate worse than almost Passer any player rating. in the league. And pass rating does not include sacks. It does include turnovers. No, but that turnovers. is true. But, uh, so, but here's Brew. Prior to the Bills game, you no, I'm asking questions. Don't okay, get frustrated okay, with okay. me, my friend. You don't even know what I'm going Go to say. I'm listening. Prior to the Bills game, you thought Dak deserved to be second in the MVP conversation, yeah. correct? Yeah. So how far do you want him to drop for one bad game? Like, do you? Who do you? Below I, Purdy. I know you want Purdy ahead of him. Other than Purdy, he should be like. Is there, uh, he is, should be. But look, a lot of those guys. Browning. I mean, you you punish Purdy for being a system QB. No. What is Browning? He's got Just tremendous receivers. He's, he, I mean, he's in a system, too. Well, well, got, okay. Well, the, I okay, believe that's a while. Okay. So, you want to talk about Jake Browning? If you're saying it's a system quarterback, then what are you saying? Because I'm not saying it. Let me put up the graphic. I'm not going to say it. What are you going to say? Here's the first graphic during three-game win streak. Oh, he's doing it. Wilds is going so here. Wilds is what does Browning success say about Burrow? I've been waiting for someone to have this I'm, It's a question. He's calling him a system quarterback. Another graphic. Are you saying Browning? I'm not saying replace? anything, dude. I'm okay. just putting up graphics. You guys, right? I'm not saying. Anything. There's no graphics. 
Wait, what? So no, that's Burrow the first month he was terrible. Burrow the next six weeks he was good, and then Browning the last month he's been better than Burrow. Even I didn't he was say good. that. That's what the graphic says. But, you're not so explaining. What are you you got to explain it to the audience. I'm not saying anything. But Brown really won't say anything. People are at home. If you're at home, you tell me. I'm, okay. I'm. I'm saying that. What are you saying? Jake Browning is coming back to earth in short order. Okay, that's We've not seen what the a lot of guys, like Joshua Dobbs, yeah. Ryan Fitzpatrick. We've seen guys do this okay. when nobody has tape on them. The, no, I'm so listen, can I? Uh, way too high. Wilds is saying that Browning is better no, than Burrow. That's Actually, what it looks like to me, guys. Because no, Wilds is not speaking, but I know what he's saying. Can I tell you what yes. Wilds is saying? Wilds wants to dip his toe in the conversation of have we overrated Joe Burrow because the Bengals' success is more based in a coach he thinks is underrated in Zach Taylor, but really star wide receivers. And Wilds is actually doing this in a perverse sports media way as a Mac Jones defense because Wilds is trying to make the case that if you have star receivers, you can look great. And if you don't, you're going to look bad, which therefore means maybe Mac Jones was good all along, but he just hasn't been given the weapons by Belichick. Wow. Well, look. That's what, what he's doing. I'm telling you right now, that's what he's he doing. He read you like a book. First of all, I did not say any of that. So you don't put words in my mouth. Okay. You did bring up some interesting things I didn't think about. <laughs> did Mac Jones and Joe Burrow both go undefeated in college and won a national championship? Of course. Did then Joe Burrow go into a situation where he was surrounded with talent? Yeah. To the point where, like, we have to keep T. Higgins because we can't just have one good wide receiver. We need That's two. That's true. Did Mac Jones have the same situation? No. And now Jake Browning's in there balling. So I didn't say any of that. <laughs> yeah. I, I thought it was an interesting take by you guys. <laughs> okay. Thanks. But I thought it was interesting overall. <laughs> Coming up next, we're leaving the mountain. And is it officially yeah. panic time <laughs> in Philadelphia? <laughs> I told you. I didn't Stink came that. all the way from Denver to hang out with us morons. <laughs> we're talking about the Eagles right now. We're here with Mark Schlereth. Uh, they lost again. Jalen Hurts threw two interceptions in the fourth quarter. Eagles lose their third game in a row. Jalen's numbers in the fourth, two completions, uh, 25 yards. Not very good. Here he is after the game. I've been talking about execution all year. Um, been on the same page. Everyone been on the same page. and We didn't execute. Um, I don't think we were, we're, I were uh, committed enough. You know, you know just, just got to turn it around. You know, you know, it's a challenge that we have to embrace. Just continue to see it through. A lot of it feels like classic Jalen Hurts postgame, mm-hmm. except the committed part. Yeah. Sounding like an alarm. But uh, is it time for Philly to hit the panic button? I, yes. I think it might be past time. And I think they hit it this week in changing out defensive coordinators. But they just I stink. I just don't think they have the personnel in the back seven. I think that they we can show you their numbers on defense for the year. This is not during a slump or during a rough spell for the season. They're not. They they are. They, these numbers honestly look like the 2018 Chiefs defensively, where it was like you can never get a stop, but you felt like you were in it because that was the most high-powered, explosive Chiefs right. offense. That it was the 50 touchdown, 5,000 yards. 
but then you marry that to the offense all of a sudden slumping. Right. Jalen, I think, has been hurt all year and playing through it. You add to it yesterday, he was sick too. That doesn't help. And all of a sudden, you have a team that I think can lose to anybody. You, you give up a, a 92-yard drive to Drew Locke with a minute, with sure. a minute 50 ridiculous. left. You can then lose to anybody. So, yes, I think it is absolutely panic time in Philadelphia. I think, I think what you're saying, one of the things you're saying is the complementary nature of football. And, you know, we say that a lot, but it's true, and it's really helpful. And I think when you look at the how they've morphed this offense into Jalen Hurts being more of a drop-back type of yep. quarterback, right? And his drop-back stuff is great. I mean, he is one of the tops in the league as far as completion percentage on the drop-back. But what ends up happening to you? When all of a sudden you take out the RPO game and you're not just doing one side or one target and you've got the boot keep game out where you've got these linear progressions that are really easy on half the field, when you're dropping back, you know what you're facing? Seven defenders looking back at you. Because when you're going from one side to the other side, you're bringing in the entirety of that defense. So all of a sudden, if you look at this graphic that I've got right here, one, turnovers. Right? Turnovers last year in 17 games, eight. This year, 17. Why? Because you become more of a drop-back football team. Therefore, you're bringing more defenders into the equation. On top of that, then the touchdowns go down as well because those turnovers, you're not getting many possessions. So you went from, you know, second in the league as far as touchdowns per game now to seventh in the league. Mm -hmm. the, The effect that has on your defense. So all of a sudden, you're not possessing the ball as much. You're turning the ball over. You're giving the other offense more possessions. You're not as fresh. They can still get pressure. But you know what they're not doing? They're not bringing Close. down the quarterback. They're not right. closing. Hmm. And that's a lot that's endemic to me of offensive issues they're having right now. Their defense is suffering from those offensive hmm. issues. I'm going to use the term Nick used last week about Kansas City if they were to lose, to have lost to your Patriots. Mild panic? Mild panic. Well, that Aaron was, that was if they team. lost as, to the Bills. Oh, with, the, the, the mild right. panic. Mild yeah. panic. Um, stink, outside of Kansas City last year, Every team that's won the Super Bowl the last four years had a period in the regular season where it looked like they're not winning the Super Bowl. The Rams, the Buccaneers, all these teams. And so I'm not full panic mode. I believe in Jalen. I believe in their offensive line, their physicality of their team overall. But I want to ask you what realistically – we know they went to Matt Patricia as defensive Mm. coordinator or play caller now – realistically what can be done because the defense is is my biggest concern yeah even though the offense has been struggling lately but I think the offense can get it back together realistically what can can Patricia do to maybe make that defense better well I I really don't think like you're not going to change personnel right and and from a scheme standpoint schematically it's not like you're going to change your scheme I mean you're into it now right you can always talk about leverage, and you can talk about you know little nuanced aspects of your scheme, but you're not changing it. The only way you change this football team, to me, is going back to what you did last year. I would have done and that. what you did last year is you ran the football, you used your quarterback in those runs, and I know they're trying to protect him, and I know he's had a knee injury, but you have got. Hey, man, this is he playoff. This is playoff or bust time. You got to win these next three to win this division. Mm. So to me, you got to go back to okay. what you were doing offensively, and if you do that offensively, you can take some of the possessions that this defense has to be on the field for and eliminate two or three possessions a game. That's the difference between all of a sudden going from. You know, one of the last teams in the league as far as points scored yep. to all of a sudden getting middling. And if you're middling, if, you're, if the well, defense if you're is middling, middling you're, you're fine. Yeah. You're fine. Yeah. The, uh, 
Wilds. Yeah. Remember last week when I did the mild panic thing? Yeah, of course. What? Remember what Bruce said? No such thing as no mild such panic. thing. It's and now you're enough. you said panic was binary. Really? Yeah. Yes. That I can't believe you just did new this. information. You did a whole thing. <laughs> panic is not Turns <laughs> out. Uh, I want to add one other thing. Go. I and I have been consistent on this. I think it is not only off-putting. But I think it is slightly problematic when your head coach has such a different disposition than every single leader on your team. And the first time I noticed this, and it really raised my antennae, was in the playoffs last year. When during the divisional round blowout of, who did Philly blow out in the divisional round? Uh, The Giants. Mm -hmm. Sirianni did the the mouth open head thing to the camera. But then in the Super Bowl, when Sirianni was trying to taunt the Chiefs and Jalen had to put his hand down. If you guys remember that clip, Jalen knocks it in and I'm like, stop. Bless you. Thank you. And then last night. You got Sirianni yelling at at, um, uh, Pete Carroll from across the field saying, what are you doing? And the answer is beating you. And and this is the same guy who, right when they were riding high at leaving Arrowhead, did this. And since then, by the way, the team hasn't been the same and he hasn't been the same. This I don't have a problem with. But in the tunnel, when he was screaming at people, all that. Again, Sting, tell me if you disagree. I think that Jalen Hurts, leader (laughs) of your team, and the team should take on his personality. It seems like every all the players have, and then it seems like the coach is like the rowdy uncle at Christmas, who like can be fun but also maybe cause some problems for you. Right. And I don't, I don't think that's helping the Eagles right now. Oh, I think that's a. I mean, I haven't thought about it that way, but he is that. He can be that guy, right? Yes. He's over. He's great for a while until he gets too many pops. Yeah. The next thing you know. Like, <laughs> exactly. He had a sterling record. That was working for the, two years. Except, so here's the thing. The, I, the think that is, I think causation. that attitude, though, has, has become more and more prominent with the more and more success they've had. Right. And I think while Jalen has been totally even keeled, while Jason Kelsey, who's yep. the other, I think, A le- yep. one leader on their team, I think Fletcher Cox on the defense side is a leader on the team, they're all totally even keeled. And then you've got the coach doing candid camera stuff at every chance he gets. And I'm just I'm curious to see how for the first time in his career, I know how Jalen's gonna handle adversity. I'm very curious. Nick Sirianni, how he handled it initially was demoting a coach. That was the first thing. They lost two games in a row. They demoted a coach. I'm curious what's next. Okay. Speaking of, Brew might be changing. Well, that'll be real adversity. Brew, Brew abandons them. Just think about it. you got three minutes. What? It's your last okay. chance. <laughs> Welcome back to the show. If you get a chance, subscribe to the podcast. Also, take a look at our YouTube channel. I did the math on us and Mr. Beast. He was literally doing the math when I walked in this morning. We're gaining on him. <laughs> Mr. Beast is at $219 million. Okay, we're We gaining. can just get a fraction of that. <laughs> One <laughs> subscriber at a time. Thank you for your support. Tomorrow at 4 o'clock, Knicks Tears. It will be excellent. Uh, it's medals time. Uh, Lakers, Knicks. Banner goes up. Uh, LeBron has a triple-double in a loss. I thought this was fine, to be honest with you. I felt like the media bullied LeBron into not celebrating it, so he had to play super cool. Also, this is the type of thing that, Let again, right now looks odd, but will look, I think, cool in 20 years, oh, yeah. it helps different years, and there's other teams all over. I wouldn't have mind it being kind of in a different space. Uh, they put it with the Minneapolis Lakers. I mean, a different team, George Mike in the I 50s. Bronze medal, biggest win of the Pistons all year. Okay. They lost again, of course, but Cade gets a medal. You know what? Small baby steps for the Detroit business. No. Hey, guys, what do you mean no? 
They just need their seventh consecutive top five pick, and they'll be fine. Silver medal, Donovan Mitchell, 37-6. and six. A nice win over the Rockets. I Sneaky concern about the Cavs. Sneaky yeah. concern. Yeah. Or maybe not sneaky. Maybe just outright concern. Gold medal, James Harden. For a while, I don't know if Brew is going to flip on a Super Bowl pick. He is this close to jumping back aboard the Clippers. That's fair. You should 35 uh, and 9. It? No. I was just kind of like, oh. let's see. I liked it when it was made. You, uh, yes. you got to remember, and I then, liked it yeah. when it was made. Yeah. Okay. There's just the medal stick. Being sober-minded about so Totally fair. All right, Brew, this is the last t- chance you're going to get on this all year. So, Wilds, go ahead. I'm intrigued because you want me to switch so no. badly. No, I, I got to hear go this ahead. argument. I, I don't. What you I want do. no, what I want you to be is true to yourself. And that is the guy who I grew up watching, the guy who wrote for the New York <laughs> wait, Times. Wait, wait. Not really. <laughs> the guy who says, a you know bit. what? I look at all the data and I come up with a conclusion. And I don't know if there's one piece of data other than I chose them in the beginning of the year and I refuse to move off of them because I don't want to be mocked by the this guy. <laughs> On why you think that the Eagles yeah. are a better Drew, pick for the, the Super Niners. Bowl than the 49ers. You can have them. No, have I them, don't no, we're not going to get fun I don't wave wild, so I wave fire bombs. It seems like it. I don't wave <laughs> yeah. fire bombs for anybody. I understand you go through ups and downs in the midst of a okay. regular season. Right, it does it. not mean that's you it. cannot win the that's Super Bowl. It. Plus 18. That's it. Are you counting out the Chiefs? What? They've had all types of ups and downs this year. No, Please you're not counting out. Both of your teams have. Oh, the Vikings too. Uh, <laughs> Speak is next. And I got